This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston, and week two, uh, nearly in the books. Got the Monday Night Football game yet tonight, but Brandon, uh, we got to look ahead to some waiver wire options, uh, some people that could be like Flexial. Uh, slap them on your roster. They could, you know, hopefully plug that leak that may be sinking your ship right now. But before we get to that in today's Fantasy Five, let's reflect on the week that was. Give me your biggest week two takeaway that really caught your eye, my man. Well, you know, I might as well just go with the, what's going on right in my backyard. And here are my Seattle Seahawks <laughs> allowing the most half PPR fantasy points per game to the running back position. Why? Because they've allowed 21 receptions to running backs. So bad are they at stopping the running backs in the passing game that Derrick Henry uh, was <laughs> was making hay in the passing game. Uh, what did Henry have? Six catches, 55 yards. That's now crazy. Three running backs in two games with at least six catches and 48 receiving yards. That's some nice cherry on top of a fantasy football Sunday for a player to uh, the running back position to get that kind of extra work. So, yeah, Seattle's, you know, they like to they like to bring a lot of pressure and Jamal Adams, one of the guys they like to to blitz a lot. I think they use it as kind of a run blitz, but teams I, is, seem to be figuring out that one way to combat that is just to dump the ball to the running back over the top of that of that pressure. And so Seattle's going to have to make an adjustment, but I don't know if Rome's going to be built in a day in that capacity. So uh, congratulations, Dalvin Cook owners heading into week three. Oh, yeah. And congratulations to anybody who takes the over on receptions for his prop <laughs> as well, which will be me. My hand is raised. I am with you there. Uh, also, future matchups, San Francisco. We'll see who the hell the 49ers are going to be trotting out at running back. Trey Sermon concussed. Elijah Mitchell dealing with a hamstring injury. Michael Hasty dealing with some kind of soft tissue issue. Dude, they're bringing in Duke Johnson and Lamar Miller for tryouts, and they're already elevating on Johnson after practice squad. Like, if you're a washed-up veteran running back, hey, you could have a career revival in San Francisco. It's nuts right now. What's going well, on? Well, you there? know I'm rooting for Carry On. Let's do it. Come on, Carry On. Uh, you can't. Happen. You can't quit him, man. <laughs> you can't quit him. It's a siren song. You know, whenever uh, Carry On pops up on the grinder, Brandon's always swiping right. No doubt about right. it. Uh, and then after that, you get the LA Rams. We'll see about Daryl Henderson and his rib injury. Maybe uh, Sonny Michelle could actually catch balls against Seattle in Week Five. My biggest takeaway: uh, it, it stems from exactly what you talked about. Derrick Henry's usage. As a receiver, he ran 22 routes against your Seattle Seahawks in week two, Brandon. That was a career high. And he ran you know, a decent amount of routes in week one. This may be a thing for him. And if he is uh, going to contribute steady, I don't know, two to four receptions every single week and get you maybe 20 to 25 yards, uh, he may be the king, or at least he's going to push Christian McCaffrey for that honor in fantasy I mean, he had 41 touches against your Seahawks. Ah, God bless him. God yeah. bless his, his there volume was, and workload. Th- honestly, there was a bit of concern through the first th- uh, three halves of the season. Uh, yes, for premature. And, yeah, everything kind of took care of itself in that final half plus the overtime period. Derrick Henry, he is what we thought he was, and potentially because of the passing game potential, 
he might even be a little bit better. Yeah, look at the matchups that come. You get the Colts at home this week. We'll see about that. Not the greatest matchup, but at the Jets, at Jacksonville. Oh. <laughs> you, 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 just cue the uh, Derrick Henry stiff arm uh, wannabe defender of Jacksonville into oblivion right now. You know what's going to happen. Happens yeah. every year. Everything's oh. fine. This is why we you just got to let it simmer. We live by the rule of three. It's what Brandon and I always constantly preach. I wait for a three-game sample size before making any rash decisions. There you go. With that, let's get to it here on this waiver wire edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, Brandon, let's go to the city of brotherly love. Uh, you know, Devontae Smith uh, did not have the splashes performance in week two after a standout week one. Uh, Quiz Watkins is the one that you know shot up the right sideline, had that huge chunk gain uh, for Jalen Hurts and company. Uh, and Jalen Rager had a touchdown call back, but he did score in week one. But Jalen Rager is interesting. If you need wide receiver help in a deeper format, uh, maybe worth a, your time and a few bucks as well because Philadelphia hosts the Dallas Cowboys, or actually, no, they're traveling to Dallas, excuse me, on Monday night football, and we know how forgiving that Dallas secondary is. So, Brandon, if you are in desperation mode for a wide receiver or you're looking to maximize a matchup with a flex option, how much money are you willing to shell out for Jalen Rager? And do you see some maybe maybe wide receiver three slash wide receiver four upside for him rest of the season? Yeah, I'm, of all the guys we're going to talk about, he's the one I'm kind of the most iffy on. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he did have a, a touchdown that was called back. It was a nice play, got a deep ball. You know, he's been targeted six times and five times in the first two weeks. You know, it's it's Philadelphia. I think it's going to be a little bit up and down with the passing game. Jalen Hurts, you know, it, it, he's showed some promise at times, and then he reverts at times. So, uh I, I, I don't think he's, you know, I'm going to consider him a wide receiver three at any point this season. But as far as like bench upside, I, I can get down with that. Depending on what's out there, you know, I would, I'd probably be looking for like a Tim Patrick or some a couple of the other guys we're talking about uh, coming up uh, over Rager. But, you know, you can do two to two to five dollars just depending on the situation. Yeah, I think two to five is fair. And again, if you are, you know, maybe you already started off 0-2 and, and you're like, I just got to shake things up. I, I got to make a change here. I need to plug this guy in because the matchup is so flexy, sexy. Well, then take advantage of it. You know, maximize it against Dallas. And maybe Jalen Rager can splash six for you. Number four. All right, moving on to a guy that uh, is a running back slash wide receiver and a thorn in the side of Mike Davis. And... Uh, he has shined uh, scoring in back-to-back games, and that's Cordero Patterson. Corderelli Patterson Cordarelli. of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he had a masterful catch. It was a one-handed grab, but to go up and pluck it inside of the red zone and then was able to turn around and cross a chalk for six in that blowout loss against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Atlanta upcoming gets <laughs> the New York Giants, Brandon. Uh, so what do you do with Cordell Patterson? You know, back-to-back games in which he had at least seven carries. And, you know, he's got a sizable role in the pass game. He's probably going to get you consistent three to five receptions per week. So a lot of flex appeal here. What are you willing to slap the wallet for if you're looking for somebody with some versatility uh, that could be a nice little bench ad on your squad, even in a 12-teamer? Well, he makes me think of the old dad joke. Did you hear about the corduroy pillows? They're making headlines. But, um, oh, God. oh but God, that's all. Corderelli, <laughs> you hear about Corderelli Patterson? He's making fantasy headlines. Uh, he looked good, man. He did. He looked, ve- he looked very good. And 
really kind of Atlanta's offense has been very disappointing overall. I, I would say like can't get anything going with Mike Davis. Calvin Ridley had a decent game, but it's, you know, it hasn't been just a scintillating start for him. Same with Kyle Pitts. The one guy that kind of gives him that X factor and has looked really good so far is Patterson. And I don't think that's going away. I think nope. that's only going to increase. And it's not going to always be at the detriment of Mike Davis because they can use him in so many different ways. But it will impact Mike Davis overall. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But I don't think they can afford to take him off the field a whole lot. I think they have to explore all the different ways that he can hurt a, a team because he looks really good. And so I'm interested in him. I would be in the double digits in terms of a fab bid if that's – you know, depending on how deep the league is, you know, I could see myself going anywhere from 10 to 20 bucks. Um, and God, if you're in like a Brad Evans ridiculous league, you know, like a 16 or a 20 teamer, then you might have to pump into the 20 or $30 range. Yeah, look, if he happens to be out there sipping Mai Tais in the free agent pool, exactly. In that kind of deep format, it's, it's easily an Andy Jackson, maybe two to be honest yeah. with you, to try to get him because it's just such, you know, a, a bare cupboard for any media of meaningful value. But, yeah, I would probably go 15 to 18 and a 12-teamer if I'm looking for some, you know, help and assistance on the bench that can, you know, occasionally plug in during a bye week uh, or where the matchup warrants. And it certainly warrants here in week <laughs> number three against those putrid New York Giants. Number three. All right, marching on here on this waiver wire edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. How about Zach Pascal? Uh, going down smooth like a finely edged mezcal uh, there, Brandon. And Pascal now has not one, not two, but three touchdowns. Now, we just got news off of the wire right at tape time of the pod that it is official. Uh, Carson Wentz has sprained everything. <laughs> uh, but both ankles in particular, we don't know about his status for this week's matchup on the road to face the Tennessee Titans. Could be Jacob Beeson, your guy, you dub kid. Uh, but Zach Pascal uh, seems to be finding the end zone with regularity. Michael Pittman had a breakout performance as well. But uh, if you got a hole burning in your pocket, you need some wide receiver help. Uh, how much for Pascal, my man? Yeah. Uh, what, goal line wide receiver? That's kind of the way he's going. But look, at go back to last year. I was just looking at his final four games. He had four touchdowns. So you now have six games, seven touchdowns his last six games. That's pretty good uh, production there. It has never been a big yardage guy, but does seem to have something going on with Carson Wentz uh, in the red zone. We'll see if that carries over with Jacob Eason. I'm actually a little more. I'm I'm actually a lot more interested in, in Patterson than I am Pascal, but I'm more interested in Pascal than I am Rager. So I'm, you know, I'm probably putting in a similar kind of bid on Pascal, maybe a couple dollars more, and then my contingency is Pascal one and Rager two. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make a ton of sense. And I'm with you on on that pecking order. Uh, you know, after this week, uh, for Pascal, you get Miami and Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Good luck with that. And then against Baltimore, although the Ravens, uh, yeah, they've got a pretty thin secondary, been dealing with their own issues. Then Houston in week six. So there's going to be some more moments for Pascal. Uh, I do have him in that 20-teamer, <laughs> one of those Evan <laughs> specials. And I am flexing him because, yes, I'm in a 20-teamer with two flexes, Brandon. Bananas. Woo! Zach Pascal for all the pennies. Number two. All right, let's move on. Let's get some running back assistance in there. We mentioned Cordero Patterson uh, and a guy that you adored uh, during the draft season in August. You were willing to go the extra mile to acquire him. A lot of people were unsatisfied with the week one result. 
And, you know, the hype really got extinguished early on for him because of the nature of the RBBC in New York. And I'm talking about Michael Carter of the Jets. And he flashed in week two with a blowout loss against New England. 11 carries over 50 yards at the three receptions for nearly 30 yards, Brandon. Uh, near lockstep in terms of snap share and workload with Ty Johnson. But I think both those running backs have rendered Tevin Coleman useless. Uh, so what do you do with Michael Carter? Is he going to be the la creme de la creme of this backfield moving forward, though dealing with probably some negative game scripts? The Jets do have Denver on the road this week, and the Broncos are white hot right now through the first couple of weeks of action. Yeah, the, you know, the recipe, it, everything's right on time right now. He is baking right on time. And, you know, I have him. What am I going to do with him? I'm going to keep him right on my bench, you know, and because that's where he's at. I've not considered cutting him. I've got him in a lot of different places. And, you know, the whole idea was uh, week three, week four, maybe a month into the season. At some point, it's going to happen for Michael Carter. Well, what we saw was a very nice step in that direction this week with Tevin Coleman basically falling out of the three-headed monster mix. Yep. And now we got Ty Johnson and Michael Carter in kind of an even platoon. And you know what? Michael Carter looked better than Ty Johnson. So I love this guy's talent. I expect him to look better than Ty Johnson more often than not. And I think it'll just be a matter of the coaches getting comfortable with his experience and his seasoning enough that it won't get their their franchise rookie quarterback blown up and in peril when Michael Carter is out there. Once they're kind of feeling good about that, I think we're going to see him take over Michael Carter. That is as the lead guy in this backfield decidedly. All right. So 50% rostered right now at Yahoo. You thinking a, a 20 spot if you need them a little bit more. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you're going to have to go a whole lot more because what did he do? He did 11 carries for 57 yards. It's yep. good. But yep. how many people are really dialing in on that number? Like, uh, you know, it's going to it's kind of just like going to be like a wallflower in the in the free agency in terms of if you're sorting by production overall. So, yeah, I think you can get him for 20 to 30 bucks. Yeah, look at the secondary analytics shine as well. 2.93 yards of a contact per attempt uh, through the first couple of weeks. And he's forced four missed tackles on just 15 rush attempts. That's great. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. those were his calling cards uh, in that tandem backfield ahead of North Carolina with Javante Williams. Go get Carter. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, uh, the top waiver wire priority of the week has to be Rondale Moore. And you now again, I told you so. You know, if you listen to the Serious XM Fantasy Show, Brandon and I have been talking about this guy uh, since he was drafted by Arizona. A lot of oohs and ahs. You know, remember during his days at Purdue. Before the hamstring injuries kicked in and, and really, you know, socked his overall production uh, at that level, he had arguably the greatest freshman season by a player at any position in the history of the game. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> it was otherworldly. It was godlike. And now that he's gotten healthy and he enters into a creative air raid scheme under Cliff Kingsbury, he is being fully utilized to what he brings, and that is explosiveness, Brandon. Uh, near the tops in yards per route run. He's actually wide receiver two in that category. Monster 100-plus yard game. Uh, one on a busted coverage. He had a long touchdown uh, in that contest against Minnesota. And you look at Arizona. Uh, who's on the immediate horizon? Oh, my God. It is Jacksonville. <laughs> and oh, then, my MG. Yeah, and then you follow up with that. Uh, after the Jacksonville game, you get the Rams. We'll see San Francisco. They got issues in the secondary. Cleveland and then Houston. 
So there could be a lot of bright days ahead for Rondale Morris. If you need a wide receiver, he's only 24% rostered in the Yahoo Leagues right now. What are you slapping the wallet for, my man? Yeah, unlike Carter, I think Rondell Moore is going to stand out in the waiver pool this week, putting up over 100 and a touchdown. And, yeah, this is a guy – I have to give you credit because I was – I like the talent. I just wasn't sure about secondary receivers outside of DeAndre Hopkins in the Arizona offense. You know, it hasn't been a thing um, there for a number two receiver for Kyler Murray. But Rondell's trending that way, and he's not getting a ton of snaps right now. He's like fourth in the hierarchy – but when they're putting him in, it seems very obvious that they're designing specific plays for him so that he's not just running out routes and has to re- you know, require being you know, Kyler Murray's first look or in a progression where he, he sees him and throws him the ball. I think they're specifically designing plays for him. So even though the snaps are down, he's still going to get his. And he's going to get more and more because he is just a water bug, electric boogaloo with the ball. <laughs> um and probably the greatest combine, and we don't, you know, we don't think a whole lot of combines in general. But oh, I mean, the guy when he, his vertical leap is like he could have jumped over a, a V Dub beetle. Yeah, you like, know, like, like yeah, was it like a 42, 45? Oh, it's, it's some absurd, absurd. Yeah, and the forty was like four two nine or so. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, this guy is ridiculous. So yeah, get that guy the ball. And good things happen, and I think Cliff Kingsbury very well understands that. Yeah, look, he is a dynamo extraordinaire, no doubt about it, a mighty mouse who's going to continue to flex in the competition this season. So, you know, for me, Rondale Moore, uh, I'm going, you know, 22 to 26 bucks with ease on him and maybe a little bit more. I think he's going to consistently deliver at least wide receiver three outputs henceforth rest of season. All right, let's uh, get some quick rapid-fire thoughts and some other guys that could be available to your league. Starting with James White, who has really carved out uh, a very predictable James White role, which is catching everything. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no no wide receivers standing out right now. Or got, you know, Jacoby Myers is okay, but really it kind of seems like James White is sort of leading the way in that passing game. I love it. We're down to a very obvious rusher for this team and Damian Harris leading the way and yep. a very obvious guy on third downs and in passing down situations in James White. It's about as cut and dry as it's been as far as reading this backfield, and it's good for both Damian Harris and James White. Yeah, and look, I'd be willing to go upwards of 19 20 bucks on him in shallow leagues where he is available right now. Going to get you consistent five to seven receptions every single week. Uh, the injuries continue to mount for the Cleveland Browns. Jarvis Landry week to week with an MCL sprain. We'll see if OBJ can return. Uh, any interest in a Harrison Bryant or Austin Hooper if you're in dire need a tight end against my Bears who cannot defend the slot? Yeah, I think I would also throw in Njoko into the mix. Those yeah. are the top three targets with uh, with Odell and Jarvis Landry out. And if Odell's out again, I would I would just put in the same bid on each one of these guys. Maybe I don't know which couple of bucks. Yeah, a couple bucks. What? But what order? Like, I kind of in a weird way. I like way, Bryant, man. Yeah, he he flashed. I, I think. Yeah, whatever. You can almost do it either way. I think all these guys are about similar value, but they should be targeted. You know, with the injuries at wide receiver going forward until like at least Odell returns. All right, let's uh, talk about uh, some of the super flex two quarterback options that are out there. Carson Wentz, we'll see. Uh, so you got Jacob Eason. Uh, Tua looks like he dodged disaster. He is day-to-day with a rib injury, so hopefully we will not get Jacoby Brissett on the field. Uh, but we do know we're going to have Davis Mills uh, on the field and under center for the Houston Texans with Tyrod Taylor out with a hamstring injury against Carolina on Thursday night football. So uh, I'm in the same position here, Brandon, again, because I traded for Tyrod 
gave up mm. Juju for him in a super flex, and now I need a, a quarterback to plug in there. I guess it's Davis Mills at the top. What should I spend? Oy. Um, or Jacob Eason, right? That's it. Well, Mills, we know for sure it's a guaranteed start. We don't know about Eason. That feels like it feels like Easton's probably a guarantee to get with two, but whatever. Let's go. Uh, I don't know. God, can you get away with like 12, 15 bucks? I mean, I don't know, man. I'm so depressed. <laughs> I'm so like, depressed. It's how so much awful. more do you want to spend on Davis I, Mills? I don't. I don't want to spend anything on Davis Mills, but I'm going to have to grin and bear it. You know, this is like going to a backyard barbecue and all they have is bush light. And I'm like, well, it's beer. <laughs> it's just, oh, I don't want any of it. All right. You know what? I need to purge. Uh, so, yeah, maybe 10 bucks at most for Davis Mills if you're in a similar <laughs> position as me. Give me a streaming quarterback and a single quarterback format if you need some assistance. Who is yours this week? Danny Dimes. Daniel Jones, the number three rushing quarterback and the the quarterback with the second most. I believe he's second most to Lamar Jackson in rushing fantasy points. <laughs> he's a poor man's Lamar Jackson. He just doesn't have the jump pass in his repertoire. That's right. But the running's a thing. And he's also had a decent chance to throw the ball this week against the Atlanta Falcons, who Jalen Hurts looked pretty good throwing the ball against. Uh, He had a top five finish against the Falcons in week one. And then Tom Brady comes out with five touchdowns against the Falcons for a top three finish at the quarterback position in week two. Danny Dimes, I think, can finish in the QB1 mix against the Falcons. I totally agree. Uh, He's going to lead my Fantasy Flames column this week on BallySports.com. So go the extra buck if you need the help. I also like Teddy Bridgewater uh, against the Jets, uh, who I think just signed a safety off the practice squad. They're in trouble. (laughs) Uh, Typical Jets, right? And Teddy Bridgewater, man, he has been brilliant to begin the season. Even after losing uh, Jerry Judy. Welcome back, Cortland Sutton. God, that was great to see. Uh, streaming defense, uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to toss out, uh, there's a number, I mean, the Giants are kind of interesting against Atlanta because I think that a uh, high number of sacks, Tennessee against Indianapolis, if it is Jacob uh, I got one. Yeah. I, I, I like, uh, Las Vegas at home against Jacoby Brissett potentially. Um, and you look at, uh, the Raiders, they have five sacks, they have yeah. two fumble recoveries and an interception. They've been okay. They've been solid. They're at home. If that quarterback situation is Brissett, I, I like them a lot. Well, Carolina, too, against Davis Mills, yeah. who can't really throw the ball accurately beyond 15 yards, based on what we saw at Stanford. Carolina's been one of the best defenses in the league so far. Yeah, and they're still widely available right now in Yahoo Leagues. And there you go. That is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funson on Twitter, at Brandon Funson. You can check me out there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, adios, amigos!